0: Welcome to USA football's coach and coordinator podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies, concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now,
1: here's your host, Keith Grabowski.
0: Hey, coaches, before we get going today, I just wanted to thank you for all you've been doing to support this podcast, and we have an incredible lineup coming up here We have just about every major college conference represented. We have a ton of FBS coaches, Division II coaches, Division III coaches, some great high school football coaches coming on the podcast to share with you and help you grow professionally during this time. I really appreciate all of you asking your questions on Twitter. Please follow me, at Coach K Grabowski, for our daily updates on our guests and your opportunity to ask questions. We will read them on the show and attribute those to you. Um, So please contribute to the show As much as you can. I also want to talk to you a little bit about our football development model, which is something we've rolled out here at USA Football. And this is really for you to uh, be able to help your youth football programs develop. It's about a long term athlete development plan, something that comes off of the American development model, which is something that the USOC has put together. The idea is that we're able to teach skills in a progression starting at the youngest ages. We're also looking at the different game types we have, whether that's flag, which is non-contact, limited contact games like padded flag or tackle bar and full contact and the right progressions for contact teaching there as well. Be sure to check out all we do at footballdevelopment.com and check out what we're doing with the FDM, the football development model at usafootball.com backslash FDM.usafootball.com. I'm excited to be joined again on the podcast. Uh, He's been here a couple times, once to talk about one of his players who was entering the draft, another to talk about his program, one of the best in the country, the best in the country in 2019 by Max Preps uh, Rankings, the head football coach at St. John Bosco, Coach Jason Negro. Coach, it's great to have you back here on the podcast.
1: Thanks a lot, Keith. Really appreciate it. And I'm excited to be here. Talk a little ball. We have some time, so we might as well take advantage of it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and coach, you know, this, this is a challenging time because as you and I were, were talking about before it, it's, you know, football coaches mentality, everything has a deadline, right? Or, or a starting point and an ending point, right? You're working towards something. And right now, probably one of our biggest challenges is we are in a constant state of adjustment because we don't know what the end is we don't know where things are going to happen so right now it's kind of a matter of of continuing to plan and and think about adjustments and keep keep things moving forward
1: yeah without question i mean i think like you said you know we really don't know the certainty of what's happening between you know this virus that is going around the country and some of the limitations that we're going to continue to be placed under in terms of our different states or cities you know or the country as a whole so it's a little bit difficult to try to manage what we're trying to accomplish in terms of you know trying to prepare our team we were we're smack dab in the middle of our off-season program getting ready to start our spring phase of our season and you know that right now is in jeopardy and we don't know what's going to happen for the summer or even leading into the fall camp and you know, but one of the things that i'll I'll say, and like you said, football coaches always have a deadline, and they always have kind of like that that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, but I will tell you something one of the strengths I think many football coaches have is we are able to adjust, and we do make changes, and we talk to our kids constantly about being able to control the things that you can control and right now, what we can control is listening to the health experts and staying at home and trying to protect ourselves and doing the things that we can do so we can get back to this quickly. So football coaches are are very unique and they're very um, skilled in terms of being able to make adjustments on the fly and be able to, you know, alter their plans as they come. That's one of the things that, that makes us a, a successful, you know, program here at Bosco is being able to do that. So I think a lot of coaches around the country are doing the same.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, one of the things we are going to talk about today is challenges and challenging your program to get better, or your culture, your consistency. And, you know, we've, we've talked about some of those things before, Coach, but I think you'd agree with me that that nothing really stays the same. Certainly there's the foundation, but as you guys continue to grow, to find a way to, you know, continue to be a national brand here with your program, that to think that everything from year to year is going to stay one hundred percent the same isn't isn't necessarily it. There's just like an offense, a defense, changing personnel. Uh, there will be those adjustments, but it is about finding the consistency with what you do and the 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 foundation you continue to build on. So we're going to talk about how all those things come together here, and you know, really for us, this this starts with the story of the two thousand nineteen season, in which you you know you guys ended up ranked number one in the country, and I mean, you talk about challenges, like you were telling me about the, the end of the season schedule and the three teams you played there. I mean, for anybody to even have one of those teams on their schedule, yet three of those teams in a row, I think it certainly is proof in and of itself that you could get those wins that you guys should be ranked where you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that if you take a look at the body of work that we had for the 2019 season, it certainly lent itself for, you know, for us to have an opportunity to be ranked number one in the country. I mean, we all know that this is a mythical, you know, type thing. You know, there's some really good teams out there across the country. There's some teams in Texas and I know St. Thomas Aquinas was kind of trying to take claim to to be a number one in the country for them and got to give them a lot of credit for what they were able to do this year and go undefeated and things like that. But I think if you look at the entire body of work and what we had to do, and the teams that we had to beat was fairly impressive and it wasn't just the local teams in California I mean we stepped out of our comfort zone and we played DeMatha obviously and we and they were a semifinalist team in, in their state playoffs and we played Good Counsel who ended up winning that that championship in their area played Don Bosco Prep who ended up playing in the finals you know we played Mililani from Hawaii who's a really good team and we played Liberty High School who beat Bishop Gorman uh, to win the Nevada State title. So our non-league schedule, we played five teams from out of the, out of the state, and we were able to go 5-0 and o in convincing wins in all, in all five of those games. And then we went into the league and had to play the number one-ranked team in the country, which was Modern Day, who had earlier in the season kind of handled you know, St. Francis pretty easily and beat them by, I think, 11 or 12 points, something like that. But we played Modern Day tough and happened to lose that game. But you know, nevertheless, you know, we, we knew we were going to be in a situation – to have an opportunity to play them again down the road, and we were able to do that. We got to the playoffs and, and played a very tough and talented Calabasas team, very athletic group, and then got to play Corona Centennial in the semis. And Corona Centennial is a very good football team. They're very, very talented. They're extremely well coached, and beat those guys. And then we got our second crack at Modern Day, which we were able to come back and beat those those guys in the CIS you know regional championship game, and then got to play Dana Sal in the state finals. And to be able to beat Modern Day. Cronus Centennial and, and De La Salle for any high school football program. And to be able to do it in consecutive weeks is pretty impressive. And I got to give my, my coaching staff and my kids a lot of credit for that. And, you know, I think that if if, if you want to be ranked one of the top ranked teams in the country, you got to kind of expand, you know, who you're playing and you got to go out there and, and not be afraid to play some people. And, you know, down the road, you might have a loss or two, but at the end of the day, you're going to still be ranked up in the top if you're able to take care of business. And that's what we were able to do.
0: Yeah, and, and you know when you look at the season, the early chapters of that aren't, aren't the things that happen out on the field. Chuck Kyle came on this podcast before, and you know another, another nationally prominent program here in Cleveland with Cleveland St. Ignatius, and talked about every season, you know, being like a book, right? And it, it's going to have a different story than before. So you know, a year ago, and you know it's different now. Everybody's hit pause, but that team is starting to develop. You know, a few months into that off season. As you look at what those kids did, what your coaches did, what were the key things that happened that led up to this that gave you guys a chance to be able to to go through that grueling schedule to to go back and and beat a team that previously in this season you had lost to
1: well, I think there's a lot of familiarity when they, having to play against modern day you know we've played them thirteen times in the or let's see yeah thirteen times in the ten years that I've been at bosco, so you know, we have a lot of familiarity with those guys. You know, we play them in passing league. We play them in tournaments in the summer and things like that. And our kids know their kids. Our coaching staff knows their coaching staff. So, you know, for us to be able to kind of put together a mindset that, you know, if you want to win a national title, you're probably going to have to go against those guys from Santa Ana. And you're going to have to beat them not only once, but potentially twice in the season. I think it just kind of toughens your kids up. And I, that's one of the things that I'm most proud of is our kids they really don't flinch at anything. They're not really afraid of anything. They don't, they don't get overwhelmed by certain situations. And, you know, when you tell them you're going to play this team from, from the Maryland area, you're going to play somebody from Cincinnati area. You're going to play somebody from, you know, the the Washington DC area. They, they, they thrive in those opportunities. And I think that if you can continue to build that type of mindset and you're going to give your kids, you know, the chance to be able to be as elite as possible by playing against some of these teams across the country, it just makes it a lot easier when you go and attack week by week. And that's something that we've been able to do at Bosco is by kind of building that, that mindset around, look, we want to be as great as we possibly can be. And we're going to kind of take on all comers and we're going to try to do the best that we can possibly do. And by doing that, our kids aren't really phased by any situation And even though there's turnover from year to year from, from our team, you know, obviously seniors move on and new kids come in the the mindset and the culture that we have built is still there. And that's something that I'm really proud of.
0: Coach and looking at, you know, the way you guys do things and, and and sometimes this is a hard question to answer because maybe you don't really know how other people do it, but do you think, you know, again, you guys have that incredibly tough schedule. You, You get some incredibly good players, but you know, what are you doing that translates to to every team across the country with your culture? you know it's it's just a matter of the execution. you know what are the things you do that other people could do
1: as well? I think one of the things that we do best on, on you know in our program is we're constantly trying to compete we're constantly trying to encourage our kids to be as competitive as possible, and I think that leads you know right into the reason why we schedule how we schedule and the reason why we you know you know, play the teams that we play, you know, in in the summer and things like that, in terms of kind of our passing league schedule and what we're trying to accomplish there in the summer is we're going to constantly try to push our kids to be competitive. And we want to do that at every single position across the board. And when you do that, I think you're just going to naturally just kind of build tougher, you know, more rigid type, you know, mindsets by these kids. And if you're able to do that, At every single position, you know, by the time that you step on the field, you know, you're just going to competitively have a kind of an advantage over everybody that you're playing just because you're mentally ready to go. And the culture that we have built at Bosco is, you know, we tell our kids all the time that we want to be great, you know, and not to be afraid to be great. We want to be elite. We want to be a national brand. We want to do all these things. Well, if you're going to, you know, you can't just want to do them. You got to go out there and put yourself out there and and have the opportunity to go do that. And that's something that we're going to continue to do. And I think our kids know that. And so when the kids graduate on, they're going to hold the ones behind them accountable and and responsible to kind of continue that legacy on. And that's something that, you know, has kind of built over the 10 years that I've been here where we're kind of building this entire, you know, class system of kids that kind of have all the same mindset and they want to be as, as elite as they possibly can be. And that's one of the reasons why my kids choose to go all these great colleges and they don't just kind of settle on being in the West Coast. So it's a mindset, it's a culture, and it's consistency that we have been able to approach. And it's I think, starts at the top, and every single you know, staff member in my program, whether you're a coach or whether you're just part of the staff or the training or the academics or whatever is going on on our campus, everybody has that same mindset, and that's the reason why we're able to accomplish it. So,
0: Coach, in the, in the consistency, you know, Again, looking at the results, 2013, you know, national champs ranked number one. 2016, CIF state champs end up number two in the country to to, uh, Bishop Gorman, you know, and then of course, 2019 here, number one again. I mean, you guys are constantly in the top 25. You do have that national brand. Not an easy thing. You don't see a lot of teams who are able to sustain. Being at the top, being near the top, being at the top year after year after year, I mean you, you see and you could think but what comes to mind right the, the Patriots right or Alabama or now like a, a Clemson, right that those those schools were always right there. you know I, I had somebody shared with me at the time of the Super Bowl the the Super Bowl, all the Super Bowls have been have been won by 6four percent of them, I should say have been won by a total of 13 coaches that to get back, there again and again and again, I mean, it is not easy, right? That there's a there's some guys who have done it really well, and and then everybody else, some really good coaches, right? If they made it to that level, just not able to get there or to get back again and win it again after they've been there. So for you, you know, keys to consistency, in, you know, you've established the culture, right? Your guys understand how to do things, but being able to perform at that level year in and year out and stay at or near the top. What are the keys for you?
1: Well, I think the most important thing that everybody really needs to understand is, you know, to try to accomplish what we've accomplished over the last 10 years is almost virtually impossible at most of the schools across the country. And, and I'm saying that because I just happen to be a part of a school that's in an environment and has a platform that's able to accomplish that. There are many, you know, schools across the country that are in small leagues, that are in small towns and that are in you know small districts that aren't aren't going to allow them you know the freedoms that we have at bosco so i think the first thing to be able to say is it's, it's not so much jason negro and and what we have accomplished with my coaching staff at bosco we certainly have really talented players we have a, a great school the administration is amazing in terms of supporting us and what we're trying to accomplish and they understand that we have a goal to be a nationally prominent program and we're going to go attack it and try to be that. But if it wasn't for Bosco being in Southern California, being in, you know, kind of, the you know, South, Southeast LA, uh, where we're located, having the amount of talent that we have participating in the Trinity league, which has arguably, you know, one of the toughest leagues in the country. We have an opportunity to play other really good high school football programs in just in our section and then, obviously, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, you're able to play, you know, Conquer de la Salle, who's arguably one of the most notorious, famous high schools in the entire country, to win a state title. All those things have to line up. So for you to be able to win a national title, you have to be in the right spot. And there's maybe 50, 60 schools across the country that are in the same boat that we are to have that opportunity. So I think the platform that we have, first of all, lends it to us and then all we have to do is kind of put the pieces together and then we have to go out there and be strategic in what we're doing and part of that strategy is playing really quality teams in our five preseason games and going out there and challenging ourselves against these guys and trying to play the best teams that we can possibly play and if you're able to do that you're going to generate a lot of confidence in your own kids you're going to generate a lot of confidence in your staff and then you're going to just become better as a coach because you're trying to you know, match your wits against some of these really good top programs, got all these elite players. And you better be on point as a staff if you're going to go and compete against these guys. or You're going to get beat and you're going to get embarrassed and you're not going to be able to reach the goals that you want. And then we have to jump into the league phase and then the playoff phase. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. The consistency that we have, a lot of it is because of the platform that I, I, I'm currently at. If I was to go down the street to my local public school and take the same philosophy to take the same concepts and and build that same type of a culture, it's, it's not going to get us to a national stage like we are at Bosco. So I'm, I'm quick to make sure that I, that I explain that to everybody that we're very fortunate, but on the other hand, you know, you, you do have a lot of talent. You do have these opportunities. If you take advantage of them, you could be successful and that's what we've been able to do. And I'm very, humbled. And I'm very blessed to to, to be surrounded by the people that I am that have given us this chance.
0: So coach, the last thing we mentioned here before we got going was the idea of challenge, right? To challenge the kids, to challenge the program. I mean, you guys couldn't rest very long on that, that national championship, that if you want to get back and accomplish this again, there's going to have to be some challenges to move forward. Because anytime you get there, as you know, you just got a bigger target painted on your back.
1: Oh, without question. I mean, it's, you know, we're seeing it in our scheduling. I mean, I am having one heck of a time, you know, trying to schedule games. I mean, last year, one of the reasons why we played, you know, five teams from out of state is because we couldn't find anybody in state to play us. And we're going through the very similar situation here and going up to 2020. I'm kind of fearful. We don't, we don't have games. And it's getting harder and harder uh, to play teams across the country. And, I really don't know what we're going to do. We're, we're scheduled to play a couple of out of state opponents. I, I really can't speak about them yet because they're part of showcase games that haven't been announced yet. But hopefully, with, with what we're going through as a country right now, it's not going to affect too much of, of travel coming in the fall. But if we don't get, if we're not able to play acro- teams across the country, I don't know what we're going to do in finding games. But right now, it's, it's very difficult
0: for you looking at this, you know, you are going to come out of it at some point as you're talking to your, your coaches and knowing that, you know, the, the challenges you have ahead of you as a team, an incredibly tough schedule, the the plans for how you guys come out of this and, and approach getting these guys back into the rhythm of their work, getting them back together as a team, or, or maybe you're doing some of those things now virtually, but you know, the approach for you guys.
1: Well, the approach is going to be to kind of take it week by week we really don't know our school has put a date of April 20th for us to return back onto campus if that was to happen we are supposed to start spring ball on that day which I I have told my coaches that we're going to continue to stay consistent with our scheduling and our plans as we move forward and we're going to adapt and we're going to adjust as things change so as of right now uh, everything that we're doing is virtual and we can't really do anything physical because we're obviously trying to adhere to all of the, the national standards in terms of healthcare and you know, try to keep our social distancing to, to the mandates that the state has regulated us to. So that way we could get back quicker than, than, than expected, hopefully. So what we're doing is we're working virtually. Our, our school is currently online and we're remote learning uh, through a distance learning program. And we're able to meet through Google Meet or Zoom Media and, and, you know, as a staff where we're able to meet with our kids, our quarterback coach, offensive coordinator is meeting a couple times a week with our quarterbacks, and they're doing virtual classroom type things, which are all things that, you know, is something that we have kind of done in the past. Not to this extent, but we're doing it a whole lot more now because we have the opportunity to do so. So our kids are still getting the mental part of the game, the physical part of the game is, is a little bit difficult, but everybody's in the same boat. So, That's something that we can't control. We can't control that physical part. We can't control the lifting. We can't control how much conditioning we're getting. We've certainly put together a program for our kids to whether if they have access to weight equipment, they're going to do program one. And if they don't have access to weight equipment, they're going to do a second program that's using body weight and things like that, that they can do around the house. But we're going to kind of of just do what we can do. And hopefully for the best, we come back on April 20th, start our spring ball, and we put all this behind us.
0: Yeah, what's interesting, Coach, and we've had we've done a couple of podcasts addressing some of these issues. Number one, I think the thing to remember for our kids, the, the strength gains are, are easier to maintain over a period of time. It takes about, I don't know, Coach, Ga- coach Micah Kurtz was on, a, a national strength coach of the year in 2018, and, and talked about that being up to like 30 days, but speed goes away in five to seven. So making sure that, and that can be done with with bounding. You know, there's there's no special equipment. You just got to get out and do the work and have – have, you know, proper reps and and rest in order to do that. Uh, but I had another podcast with Fergus Conley, a performance coach who's worked at, at Michigan. He was with the Niners. He's consulting in the NFL now. And he you know, really talked about the way you come out of this to start studying that as well and think about what that plan is because you haven't had these guys for a while and you have to be cognizant of, you know, the I think everybody's going to be looking at how do we make up time and watching the player load and, and watching some of those injuries that could pop up as a result. So there is a lot of planning that has to go into to the transition back to normal.
1: Oh, without question. And I think right now what makes it hard is you just don't know what the timetable is going to be. So if somebody said, okay, definitively you're coming back on April 20th, it would be like, okay, well, we're good. So we're going to have X amount of days off. We're going to start on the 20th. We 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 you know miss this amount of load. We miss this amount of you know reps on the field in terms of our strength, you know, and and our speed work, you know, whether it's a linear movement or a lateral movement type type exercise. But we just don't know. So you could put all these you know plans in place, and you could say, okay, we're going to come back on this day, and then all of a sudden it it gets extended a week because that's how it started. It was started with like, okay, we're going to take off this weekend. We're going to come back on you know, March 23rd. Well, that didn't happen. And then it's like, okay, we'll come back on March 31st. Well, then it got extended. And now they said, okay, we're going to come back April 20th. All right, well, you know, we got also have spring break in there. So that's a natural break of a 10-day period we would have off anyway. So we're going to kind of, you know, play that by ear as well. So you just really don't know what the timetable is going to look like. But you have to be very careful. And And you're right. And my strength coach and myself, we have talked about when we come back you know, what exactly are we going to do? Or if we do start spring ball on that first, you know, day on, on April 20th, you can't go full go. We're going to have to maybe alter and change a little bit because the health and the safety of our athletes, you know, is going to be paramount in this situation because they haven't done anything pretty much but lay around on the couch and kind of stay out of the way uh, for the, for maybe potentially two months. So got to be very, very careful. And I think these are all the things that we're going to assess and we're going to take a look at prior to coming back. But Again, like I said, it makes it super hard because you just don't know what's going to happen with the instability of this, of this virus and how it's going to affect our state.
0: Well, Coach, you know, best of luck to you and, and the Braves here as we do come out of this, as you get ready for 2020. I really appreciate you taking some time and giving us some insight into your program and you know what you guys have been able to focus on to help propel you to the top, and, and certainly would love to see you guys there again in 2020.
1: Keith I appreciate it and you know like I said I hope everybody is healthy and safe out there and doing the proper precautions and then you know I don't know if if you've got coaches on there that are looking for games Uh, we certainly have quite a few of them from from August 21st all the way through September 25th so if anybody is looking for a game anybody is willing to kind of travel to California we can help with some stipends and some travel monies to make the the trip a little bit easier and then if they're local games within the neighboring states we potentially could travel as well so anyway i thank you for the platform and the opportunity to come on and what you do for high school football is is pretty phenomenal and i want to thank you for that
0: absolutely thank you coach i appreciate that take care coaches again want to remind you of what we're doing with the football development model please push this down to your youth coaches. I think this is a great way for you to get some organization and structure beyond what you've already done. Uh, Check it out. All of our our program development for youth football at fdm.usafootball.com. Again, check out our systems for blocking, tackling, and defeating blocks at footballdevelopment.com if you register with your email you get your choice of three free videos there's some great things in there i think things that as you get going again can get into the summer and maybe make up on some things that you might have lost if you had a spring ball if you had time here in the spring to work on football some great drills for all those phases of contact if you're enjoying the podcast please have it over to itunes or your platform and give us a five-star rate. If you have a minute, write a review. We really appreciate it, and we will read your review on our highlight show that we do at the end of the week. Thanks for listening to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast. For more resources,
1: visit the Coach Performance Center at usafootball.com.